Awareness, the final frontier. These are the explorations of Jonathan Robinson and Brian Tom O'Connor. Their continuing mission, to discover fresh new paths to the mystery within. To seek out new joys and new methods of awakening. To boldly go into the heart of expanded consciousness. This is Awareness Explorers. Welcome back, friends and family of Awareness Explorers from the outer reaches of inner space. This is Jonathan Robinson. I'm with my trusty co-host. Brian Tom O'Connor. I like how that sounded, Brian. And the thing that we're going to be exploring today, I'm super excited about because it's been a passionate exploration of mine for the last three years, and that is spiritual transmissions, not carburetors, transmissions. And spiritual transmissions is something we have skirted around a little bit, talked about with uh, Rick Weinman of Vortex Healing. But I want to really explore it from a practical and a spiritual dimension. And when I talk about the idea of spiritual transmissions from gurus or from other people, what is the first thing that pops into your mind? Well, I realized when I was thinking about this, we, we discussed this topic um, a few days ago when we decided to do it. And I, and I realized that I might actually have a narrower definition of spiritual transmission. When I first came across the term, it was the ability for, for a guru or spiritual teacher to induce enlightenment in his student or her student. Mm-hmm. But it could be looked at more broadly in terms of spiritual energy passing from one person or being to another, um, not mm-hmm. necessarily awakening or enlightenment. Yeah, I tend to go by that more broader definition because you can definitely see that gurus can't just magically touch someone or send them energy and they become awake. But as Adyashanti said when being asked about spiritual transmissions, he said, well, everybody tr- is transmitting all the time. It's not just you know so-called enlightened folks. Somebody who's depressed is putting out a depressive transmission, and we're all kind of soaking in each other's energies. The question I have is, can they be helpful for spiritual awakening in some way? Uh, What are they? How do you become more open to them? And lots of things to explore. So, you know, the first analogy I often give people who ask me about is, you know, we're all kind of like tuning forks. When you go to a sports game or a concert, you get caught up in the energy field of everybody around you. And that makes it more enjoyable. You know, it's very different going to uh, the Super Bowl in actuality with all the energy of everybody and watching it on your TV set. So I think transmissions are happening all the time. And it's possible with the right guidance and the right technique to become very receptive, like a radio, to specific transmissions that can be not only blissful, but perhaps helpful in waking up. That's my rant. What do you think? Well, I think that the broader definition is less useful than the narrow definition. The broader the definition, the more it applies to a lot of different cases and the less useful it is to 
awakening to your true nature, which I think is is far more important than feeling a sort of a a really cool feeling of everybody all together and feeling great or blissful or happy. Um, as wonderful as that is, I agree with you about the tuning fork analogy and that we can be more open to the energies that pass among people. But um, I'm more interested in what what wakes us up to our true nature. And I, I don't know whether that is something that we can actually have any control over in terms of something passing from another person into us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, let me share a couple of experiences. As you know, I took a couple of years of vortex healing, and sometimes the leader of that, Rick Weinman, would send energy, and I would have very profound waking up experiences that lasted anywhere from half an hour to a day. So that was interesting. And then I spent time around gurus such as Sai Baba, who gave me a transmission that made it so that I was in a state of complete bliss and one with the universe to the point where I couldn't feed myself for five days. Now, whether these have lasting value in helping somebody to awaken, I don't know, but certainly they had a lot of impact, if nothing else. And there's studies that show that if enough people meditate together, that it seems to affect a broader community, like reduced crime rate and violent crime, sometimes known as the Maharishi effect. So there's indications that these are powerful energies, but I, like you, am not fully convinced that they have lasting value. Although, you know, just like drugs, drugs might not take somebody to a permanently higher state, but they can certainly inspire and give people a target and, and help people kind of know what they're looking for more clearly. Well, I agree with you that I think that that could be very helpful. Having an experience, and I certainly have experienced that in, um, in, in meetings with teachers where the group energy is so strong that I feel, you know, really marvelous. But a lot of that has to do with whether or not the teacher points the students back inwards to themselves, to the awareness in which the teaching is appearing. If they're not mm -hmm. doing that, then I don't think that I don't think that that energy feeling is is as strong. And that's the goal. The goal mm -hmm. is that we look inside and we see that there's something that is always there. So if it's something that gives us a temporarily high, a temporary high feeling, that's wonderful to know that feeling as something we might aim for. But seriously, if you have an idea that what you're going to get is something from another person that's going to give you a high feeling, then I don't think that's as useful as knowing that there's something within you that's always there, that never goes away, that is completely allowing, that is completely loving, that is your true self. And when you glimpse that, then that, I think, is something lasting that you can carry with you wherever you go throughout the day and and bring it up at will at any moment. Mm -hmm. Well, we I tend to agree with you there. The question I'm more exploring is, can this be a stepping stone for people? Can it 
help people, you know, think of a, a ladder? Can it help get you from one rung to another? And my impression of this is a little bit mixed because with transmission, like if you're getting a transmission from a guru or even a Reiki practitioner or something like that, there's the kind of uh, unsaid thing that you're dependent on someone else, that you're, you're passive and you're hoping that by somebody else's grace or energy that you get somewhere. And I think that's a, a little bit of a dangerous precedent sometimes for some people. On the other hand, there's people like me who sometimes approach the spiritual path like a, a discipline to be conquered. And that's not a, a good approach either, you know, uh, thinking I have to do my exercises. And for me, the idea of, of spiritual transmission start to be a little bit like grace. Like, if I'm really open, then grace can enter. And as you know, uh, and some of our listeners might know, for a while I was a Christian and I was tapping into Holy Spirit or Jesus energy or whatever you want to call it really deeply. And to me, that was like mind boggling and totally changed how I looked at spirituality from something I have to do, do, do into something I have to receive. So in that way, the idea of transmissions was actually very helpful to how I approach the spiritual path. I can see where that happens, and, and, and I'm going to be skeptical about it, not because I don't think that really happened, I don't, and it's not because I don't think that what you're saying is, is, is true, but what I think really happens is that we start to let go of the idea that we control things. Mm -hmm. And when that starts to soften, then that sort of ego self, that thought-based identity starts to fall away when we let go of the idea that we control everything. And then we start to open up to our, our actual true nature, which is not the ego-based, thought-based identity at all. It's it's pure universal consciousness. So people sense it as something that is coming into them from outside. And, and I think that that may be what it seems like, but I don't think that's what's really happening. I think what's really happening is that you are softening the veils that cover your true nature. And, and it's within you that it's coming from, not from out there. And I think you're absolutely right to be cautious in warning people against the idea that they're going to get something that they don't already have from out there that's going to enter them. Because I think what really happens is we discover something that's already there within us and is always there. It's always been there. Yeah. You make some good points. You know, it's interesting. The the we use language and language is so imprecise when it comes to a lot of this stuff. So out there and in there, you know, <laughs> we make a distinction, like they're totally different things. Where, where are you, where are you going to, you know, put that boundary? You know, that's such a good point. And also, you know, different people need different things at different times. Like one person really needs to focus on how their efforts will make them more developed. 
And other people need to have the point of view that your efforts alone will never do it, that there's this thing called grace that can help you. And that's useful for some people. So that's why you can't do one size fits all spirituality. I'm a little and, skeptical of that, though. You, 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 you just you just named two situations, and some people need one, and others need the other. And I would argue that everyone needs the second one, and not the first one. Uh huh. That might be the case, and I love it when we disagree. It's, <laughs> this, uh, we're doing this tonight after the Oscars, and I won't slap you the way Will Smith slapped Chris uh, Rock. Uh, but I, I do take that we have some different ways of looking at things, and I think that makes it spicy. So let's talk about a distinction, which is in-person transmission and distant transmission. Because I used to think distant transmission was a load of crap, you know, that some guy in India can send me energy and I'd receive it. Unfortunately, my experience happened to contradict my belief about this. So now I'm very convinced that I can receive energy from uh, people far away because I've had overwhelming experiences of that. And it's weird when your beliefs are contradicted by your experience. Well, I think you should go with experience, but how do we interpret that experience? So what were, what were the experience? I mean, what was this energy that 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 was transmitted over distance to you? Well, for example, sometimes a vortex healing community will have these global meditations at certain times. And when I've tuned into them, I immediately feel like I've taken 10 hits of acid and can barely move and so high that I, I feel like I'm about to explode. Now, if I can do that by placebo, I wish I could do that more often. And if I could do that by placebo, that would be like, like, wow, that's amazing that I can do that. But to me, it feels like since I've had this experience several times on these global transmissions, so to speak, that somehow there's an energy coming from a distance or something I'm tuning into like a radio being broadcast a long way away and I'm tuning into it. And that's kind of how I look at it, that. I'm a receiver, there's a radio somewhere, and uh, or there's a broadcasting somewhere, and I'm tuning into it. And that's uh, interesting to me. And you've tuned into the right frequency. Yeah. And yeah. it all happens through a scientific process I've described before known as PFM. Pure friggin' magic. <laughs> that's great. Well, I don't doubt that that kind of thing happens. It's the value of it. Okay, that I'm skeptical about, about. First of all, why would you want to have something that where you're not able to move? What's the value there? Well, that's just a, a um, effect. The actual experience is so otherworldly and intense. That's my way of describing it, that I'm in um, have so much blissful energy moving through what used to be my body, but I can't even feel my body. Uh, that's just my way of saying this is not an ordinary experience, nor is it like my experience in meditation. It's it's really uh -huh. out there. 
and well blissful energy i have nothing against that i'm i'm i, I like bliss <laughs> put that I, on the ballot a lot of yeah, people would vote for it yeah yeah I, i've experienced bliss many times and pretty much could call it up at will but so then the question is did it last and can you bring it back at will uh unfortunately no and no so it didn't last and I cannot bring it back at will, although I have seen over the last couple of years that I've gotten better and more sensitive to tuning into various transmissions or energies, whether they be from people or nature or my trying to connect with Holy Spirit. I seem to be getting better at that, and that is useful to be able to like, okay, I'm going to tune into, you know, this guru's energy now and have it there that that I have found very helpful at times. Well, even though I am skeptical about transmission in terms of, of awakening to your true nature, which it doesn't sound like that's what you're actually describing. It sounds like you're describing a blast of energy that puts you into a blissful state, which sounds like a heck of a lot of fun. And, and I don't want to put it down in that sense. That's why we do drugs. But when you really see what you really are, when you really see your true identity, it is something that doesn't go away. It is something that that once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's there. You realize that, that that who you are is everything. And sure, you can temporarily focus down in your day to, to concentrate on things that you have to do for practical reasons. And you sort of you sort of narrow down your scope. But you can at any moment widen your scope again and identify with the background of experience. And that contains all the bliss and joy and love that you ever want to have. And, and, and that's there 24-7, whenever you want to tap into it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we're really talking about different methods to a similar state. And there are differences, like being awareness, identifying as pure awareness is slightly different than being identified as pure love and slightly different than being identified as pure bliss. But, you know, I'm good with any of them. And let's just say, one: if you can consistently and easily tap into any of them, then good things are happening. Well, and I'm they're, with, And they're I'm, all related. Yes, I'm with you there. And I would even say that tapping into pure love and tapping into pure awareness are the same. I mean, right. love is what we are. Yeah. Awareness, yeah. universal awareness is what we are. The little self that has opinions and desires and conditions for our experience is not who we are. That's the little me. That's not the big I. Yeah. And uh, pure love, pure, unconditional love is, 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 is. So if you're tapping into love, great. Love so it. We're in, a, we're in agreement again. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Darn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So the next subject to explore is like, how do you open up more to any of these higher energies? And I think it involves a few things because I've explored this a little bit. For one thing, I've asked people who are really good at tuning into transmissions 
what they think helps. And I get consistent answers, so I want to tell you what those are. One is having the right belief. You know, your beliefs can cut you off from transmissions. You know, somebody walking into a, a lively church who is not Christian is less likely to tap into the Holy Spirit energy than the person who is a true believer and experiences that frequently. So I think having the belief that there's always transmissions going around, you know, just like there's always radio stations going through us, cell phone wavelengths going through us, that it's just a matter of, are we receiving them? And you can get better at receiving them by taking away some of your filters. And one of those filters is beliefs. Another filter might be trauma or conditioning or, uh, or um, just a certain way you hold your body. And I think the same is true for being pure awareness that the, the, the less protected you are, the more likely you're going to tap into something good. I think that's absolutely true about the less protected you are. And uh, I think of it as internal boundaries. We mm -hmm. have these borders and boundaries in ourselves. Uh, we protect ourselves from certain emotions. We protect ourselves from certain situations. Some things are good. Some things are bad. Some emotions are good. Some, some are bad. And that when we look inside and, and discover those and then gradually sort of soften them and let go of them, then they're sort of like an open channel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the open channel that, that, you know, that's very, very desirable. It creates more peace, more love, more feeling of connection with everyone and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we agree about how one, the importance of letting go of those protections, we'll call it. Uh, another thing that people who are really good at receiving transmissions told me was that there's really not so much a transmitter and a receiver. There's really on one level reality, just one of us, one presence. So we together are like entering into a bathtub together and the bathtub is filled with love. So it's not like so much that there's transmitting happening as you are letting go of your separation, which is a construction in your mind. Yeah, I love that. Actually, that that really rings true to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, lastly, you know, we see that entrainment happens all the time, whether a sporting event or a concert, we naturally entrain to the energies around us. So it's not even so much a mystical thing. It's a very human thing that we're all transmitters and receivers. And like any skill, you can get better at. And you don't need to understand it. I mean, I don't understand how my toaster works, but that doesn't keep me from using it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And it's true. You don't have to understand it and you don't have to have, you don't have to believe something is true. You have to try it out. You have to look inside and, mm -hmm. uh, and see if you can be, be open to it. Um, yeah. uh, but just as we said before, I think the danger is that when you think that there's something you don't have that you're going to get, that someone's going to send you, and this is why I like your bathtub analogy so much, when you think something you don't have that someone's going to give you, uh, 
then that's actually creating an inner border, an inner boundary, an inner duality that I think is a veil of, of, of your true borderless, choiceless, open awareness. That's your true nature. And that's where happiness lives. It's there. It's not in something you get from somewhere else. And, and when you, and, and for me, the biggest thing, the biggest, I, I would say, if you'd say one, what's the most important lesson you ever learned in this whole spiritual game is that, is this, it's not about something you don't have that you get. Hmm. How much did that cost to get to you that? <laughs> <laughs> it cost a whole lot of time sitting there saying, exactly. okay, I feel crappy. I don't want to feel crappy. Can you allow yourself to feel crappy right now? It took a whole lot of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a whole lot of therapy and other things. To no, get to it's, yeah, it's not, not me. It, it's, it's, it's allowing your experience to be the way it is. So if, you're, if you sit down and say, I want bliss instead of the crummy way I'm feeling now, then you've you've just defined your obstacle. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that reminds me. The other day, I was in a uh, doing a transmission with a group of people, and I was feeling a lot of joy. And one woman who was, you know, playing the part of of a sender said, "Imagine there's a knob on your hand, and you can turn up the transmission to make it even more joyous." Because I was feeling a lot of joy, so I tried that. And I realized it had the opposite effect because now I was trying to push something. I had an agenda and it actually interfered. So I said, that doesn't work at all. The only thing that works is, is totally being absolutely okay with exactly how it is. And that was the only thing that actually seemed to make the quote transmission quote stronger. Right, right. Well, see, my argument is that it was the allowing every to be exactly as it is that did yeah. the trick and that but you interpreted it as transmission uh-huh that could be um i do want to mention before we do a a uh a guide meditation first of all a shout out to our patreon supporters for being so helpful and consistent and if you want a bunch of extra stuff extra interviews and guide meditations and blogs from us Go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash awareness explorers. It's all explained. And for a, as little as a dollar a month, you can get a bunch of extra stuff. We really appreciate that. Um, the other thing is that I think that this idea of transmission can be learned that you can get better at it at receiving. And that's important, you know, because whether you're trying to receive from Holy Spirit or nature or a loving friend or a guru, being receptive or soft, as you might say, and less protected is a nice skill to have. And I think everybody kind of has to find their way to what helps them at the current place that they are in the journey to soften, to open, and to let go. Well, I think you're absolutely right, whether the goal is transmission or not. I think you're mm -hmm. absolutely right that that softening, that letting go, that opening is really important, really helpful. And the next thing I would say, if you want to get better at this, besides practice, is 
creating a set container and intention, because I think that transmissions do somehow respond to our intention, uh, whether I've given or received Reiki and transmission or vortex or all these other things, Holy Spirit, they all started with, okay, I'm setting an intention now to open and I'm creating a firewall from my phone or for distractions that allow me to really be in as receptive a place as possible. I tell you this because that's what I'm going to want you to do when we do our guided meditation today is to set an intention of being receptive, set an intention of really a sacred container, because I've often been surprised by transmissions. And that's the other thing I like, you know, I have a very linear mind. And when something comes out of left field and hits me with, you know, a ton of grace, I go, Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty interesting that I don't know how the universe works, but it seems to be being very kind to me at this moment. Yeah, I think that that is, uh, going to be very useful in in the meditation and and anywhere in in life mm -hmm. any last thoughts skepticisms tips around well, the transmission idea actually i do have a couple and and what it is is that one of my favorite things to do when we have a topic like this is to look up what my favorite teachers have to say about it and mm -hmm. I would say my all-time favorite teacher is Ajishanti, and I found two actually perfect quotes from him about transmission. So mm -hmm. if you don't mind, I, I'd, I'd love to read them. Please. The uh, second one's a little longer. The first one's shorter. The first one is simply let everything flow into and out of stillness. Just that and nothing more. The rest will happen of its own accord. Keep mm. it simple. Silence is its own transmission. Hmm. And the other one was this. A true teacher is one who opens space within your mind. If you turn your attention away from everything else and merge with that space, you awaken as that consciousness. This space is the true teacher's gift. It is an open door, but you must walk through it. Surrender to the space within yourself that the teacher awakens. Emptiness is the true teacher's transmission. Surrender to that alone, and you will discover limitless fullness of being. Hmm. So in a certain way, I mean, those are beautiful. In a certain way, he's saying that just the world is transmitting, silence is transmitting, you know, that there's like a radio station, you can tune to different transmissions, you know, and we don't necessarily need to know where the broadcaster is or what the broadcaster is. We just need to be able to let go of all the things that keep us from higher vibrations and, and good things will result. I think that's a beautiful summing up. And when, just like a tuning fork, a tuning fork is not going to vibrate in harmony with other frequencies around it if you're grabbing it, if you're holding it, if you're not allowing it to freely vibrate. So when you allow yourself to freely vibrate by letting go of clutching, letting go of tension, letting go of all the conditions you have on experience, then you can be open to the transmission of the universe. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. Nice analogy. And, and what I found is that not only being receptive to transmission, but trying to transmit, which I don't like the word try. It's you already are a transmitter, uh, but there is a certain sometimes intention, like just you know wanting to love someone. That's a transmission. So in the meditation that we're going to do today, uh, well, there'll be a focus more on receiving and then more of a focus on giving. And your mission, should you decide to accept, is to see if it's helpful to you. And if it is, then maybe this is something that you can explore. We'd love your comments and, and your experience. So feel free to email us at uh, our website, awarenessexplorers.com. And um, why don't we go right into it? I'm looking forward to it. So get comfortable and become open to a new experience, a container of being open to grace, new discovery, and perhaps something you haven't experienced before. We're going to attempt to open up to both giving and receiving energy, better known as a transmission. And as with radio and cell signals, these so-called spiritual energies are really all around us if we can learn to receive them. To do this, it helps to first use your imagination, kind of a fake it till you make it approach. And over time, you can get better and better at both feeling the giving and receiving of specific transmissions. So take a deep breath. And right now, I want you to think of a specific spiritual teacher or person you feel has powerful and loving energy. It could be anyone alive or dead, it doesn't matter but just choose one right now. Now imagine that person sending you a transmission of love and grace from their heart to yours. It may help to see both of you surrounded by white light and then sending you a beam of grace and loving energy directly to your body and heart. See if you can tune into their shimmering light and love as it suffuses your being. Allow yourself to breathe in the sacred energy and fully open and receive.
Notice if there's any part of your body that feels constricted or cut off from receiving or protected. As best you can, first just allow that part to be as it is. As best you can, relax that part if that feels right. Just have the intention of being open and receptive. Like a radio, allow yourself to tune into the transmission and slowly turn up the volume of your receptivity. fully allowing whatever is happening or not happening. With each breath, picture or feel the beams of loving grace entering your body and lifting up your vibration. Can you let go and open up even more. Now I want you to imagine that you're not only a receiver, but you're also a broadcaster of loving grace. So right now, imagine sending beams of loving energy to any being you choose. It could be someone you care about who could use your love and upliftment, or it could be the person that you're just receiving from. Simply feel and picture sending energy from your heart and soul to theirs. Enjoy the experience of being a vessel of love and goodwill that is shining out to others. Since we're all connected, whatever you give or send to another comes back to you magnified. After all, we're all one. Continue to feel this giving and receiving of energy, just like a circling vortex that increases in strength with each passing moment and breath. Just breathe it in and breathe it out. In a few moments, I'll be asking you to slowly open your eyes. But when I do, I want you to continue to be aware of this giving and receiving of energy that's always going on for as long as you can. 
savor its sacred feeling and high vibration. Okay, slowly begin to open your eyes while continuing to feel like you are both open to receiving and giving of higher vibrations. Your body is a vessel of taking in higher vibrations and then passing them on to those you care about. And when you're ready, start to slowly move your body around and go about your day as a vessel of loving energy. So, how was yes. that for you, Brian? Very lovely. I think that the intention to open that you stressed in that meditation is a gem. Mm. And I loved the kind of, I had a sense when you talked about both the receiving and the giving, I had a sense of something sort of circular yeah. going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I found that really a lovely energy to have. Yeah, sometimes when I do that, there's a feeling like a, a circular giving, receiving, that's always happening. And you're more, you're not creating it so much as you're opening to it and, and becoming aware of it. Yeah, I think that's really key, what you just said. It's it, not, it's something that's already happening. You're not really creating it. You're, you're becoming open to it. Um, I think that's, I think that's really what it's all about. I thought the hokey pokey was what it was all about. Well, that is what it's all about, because you put your left foot in and you put your left foot out. And then the distinction between inner and outer are dissolved. And the transmission is the result. <laughs> That's right. We better stop before we get too hokey pokey-ish. <laughs> Actually, you know, Locke Kelly used to, used to teach the hokey pokey as far to, in, during, his, uh, during his satsangs. Used to used to have a little teaching based on on the hokey pokey, that uh -huh. was similar to what I just. It was a very funny. It cracked everybody up, but it was profound in the same way. Yes. yes. Well, another interesting exploration, Mister O'Connor, and I. I always really enjoy them and learn new things. I hope our audience does. And if you like this stuff and you can transmit it to other people that you know very easily by giving them the link or telling them about our website. Um, any last words, Brian? No, except to say I agree. I enjoy it very much, uh, gabbing with you about all this and looking at uh, all the different angles of it. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. There's always a lot below the surface of every method and system that uh, we hope that you get value from our explorations. Until next time, our friends, keep exploring. Keep exploring. Thank you for listening to Awareness Explorers. To learn more, you can check out our website at awarenessexplorers.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. We'd love it if you would post a review. 
And please share our link on Facebook and with family and friends. Because knowing yourself as awareness is the greatest gift you can give yourself or someone you love.